had the opportunity of ministry in one of our parishes because they had a prayer retreat. And the topic of the prayer retreat was open heaven. And as I was thinking of what the message was going to be for the second service today, that was very strongly impressed on my mind. And uh, in the praise and worship this morning, there was a song they sang that talked of something open heavens. I don't understand that song. It's a new song to me. But I saw there something open heavens. And so I determined that, okay, I will continue with that. that me- I mean, it's a message I prepared that has got 10 points, but during the course of the retreat, we only stopped on point number one. But I was, as I was getting ready to call me, the Lord kept impressing one thing on my mind. It's still going to be open heavens, but we're going to zero in on the function of the Holy Spirit as, regards, as it relates to open heavens. And by God's special grace, as we start looking at it today, it's going to take us for a while. So let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3 from verse 16 to verse 17. Matthew 3, 16 to 17. We want to welcome our sister, Pastor Pat Eguafon. You are welcome. God bless you, man. You're welcome. Uh, she's the, uh, what's the word now? She's the parish mother <laughs> of our parish in Markham, Solid Rock Markham. She's the pastor's wife. Yeah. You're welcome, ma. So, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to verse 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Amen. God will be pleased with you in Jesus' name. I said, God will be pleased with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Open heavens. When we say something is open, what does it mean? It means it's not closed. <laughs> it means it's open. It means there's free access. It means there's no inhibition. It means there's no limitation. It means there is a change, a change, a transfer from obscurity to prominence. It means there is a place where there was darkness. And that darkness is being replaced with what? With light. Because light is flowing in, into that dark situation. Open heavens. And I want to speak to someone here today, your heavens are open. I say your heavens are open. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis chapter 1, He said, in the beginning, what happened? God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the surface of the earth. But something happened. And what was that? The spirit of God was moving on the surface of the waters. That spirit is here today. I said, that spirit is here today. And he's here to do something in somebody's life. And that which he has come here to do, 
It will be perfected in your life in Jesus' name. I want to tell someone here again today, your heavens are open. And you begin to see the perfection, the performance of that open heavens from this moment onwards in Jesus' name. Open heavens brings a new beginning. In the passage that we read, in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus Christ had been in that society for 30 years. He was a successful carpenter. I mean, if he was Jesus Christ, he had to be successful. Is that not so? He was a successful carpenter. He was carpentering all over the land. He was moving around. And I'm not too sure many people paid any attention to him. But one day, tell somebody one day. One day, Jesus came to the Jordan. When he came to the Jordan, John the Baptist was baptizing others. He knew he was a brother, he was a relative of his. But that day, he saw Christ with a difference. And I want to give someone here an assurance. When you leave church today, it's not the you that came that is living. I said, when you leave this place today, you are leaving this place a different person. John the Baptist saw Jesus Christ. The Jesus he had known. They were born six months apart. I hope you realize that. Jesus was, somebody was cousin to the other. Who was who to cousin? Who was cousin to? Eh? Oh, is it Elizabeth and uh, Mary that were cousins? Okay, good. So, Elizabeth and Mary, they were cousins, right? Uh-huh. So, and Elizabeth is the mother of John. Mary is the mother of Jesus. And the Bible makes us to understand that while uh, Elizabeth was pregnant, Mary visited her. And the account of the prophecies that came is there in the book of Luke, chapter 1. So they knew each other. But that day, the Jesus that John saw was a different Jesus. John said one thing. He said, I didn't know who the Messiah was. All I just know is that I am the voice of one shouting in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. But he said, but the person that, that sent me told me that on whomsoever I see the heavens opened, that is the Messiah. And as Jesus came, John saw that the heavens were opened. He saw that the Spirit of God descended upon him. And he said, what? He said, behold, the Lamb of God. Who does what? Who taketh away the sins of the world. Jesus that came to River Jordan was not the same Jesus that left River Jordan. Because by the time Jesus was leaving River Jordan, his heavens were open. By the time you leave this place today, your heavens will be open. I say your heavens will be open. So it was a new beginning for him. He had been a comfortable rabbi, learning the scriptures. Eating the food of his parents at the age of 30. Being a successful carpenter, as the case may be. Learning in obscurity. But that day, the Lord said, your time of hiding is over. Hallelujah. And I believe God is speaking to someone here today. Your time of hiding is over. Amen. The Lord is saying unto someone, it is time for me to showcase you. He said, it is time for me to show you to the world. 
Remember what the Bible said? It said, when men are talking of what? Of a casting down. Some will be talking of what? Of a lifting up. You will be lifted up in Jesus' name. When they are talking of uh, round two of COVID, and probably round three of COVID, and probably round four of COVID, the Lord is saying unto someone here, fear not. He said, fear not. Because the more they talk of COVID, the more I will magnify you. God will magnify you. God will magnify you. God will lift you up. As you can, as you can tell, my, my message has changed. But what the Lord wants me to say is what I'm going to say this afternoon. Joshua and Solomon had something in common. And what was it? The Bible says God magnified Joshua in the face of all Israel. I, I did a study on that word. God magnifying a person. The only other person that that phrase was used for in the scriptures is who? Is Solomon. That was in Bible time. But as someone here today, God wants to begin to magnify you. Amen. I said God wants to begin to magnify you. Amen. There is a new revelation of what God wants to do in your life. And it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. The day that Christ was baptized at the Jordan was a day was a new beginning for him. A new beginning for him. Now, when we say it was a new beginning, it doesn't mean that from that day onwards, all he did was he ate goody goody. Because the Bible says, when he left the river Jordan, does anybody know where did Jesus go? He went to the wilderness. Why did he go to the wilderness? He went there because the Holy Spirit led him there. He wasn't tempted of the devil immediately. He went to the wilderness. He was there, the Bible says, for how many days? 40 days. And in the 40 days, what was he doing? He was fasting. So the fact that the Lord is telling you that it's a new beginning today. The fact that the Lord is telling you that you are, I mean, he, he wants to begin to showcase you today. It means it's time that you take that fasting seriously. It means it's time that your waiting upon the Lord be taken more seriously. Because if God wants to do what he, has what he has spoken, you can be sure that someone else is standing, locking in the dark. And who is that person? Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness. And the Bible says when he had finished, he was hungry. And lo and behold, who was the first person to meet him on the way? The devil. He knew he was hungry. said, if you be the son of God, command this stone to be turned to bread. And Jesus began to release the word of God unto him. We were discussing in our workers meeting yesterday. That it's very important when you are fasting that you are doing what? You are studying the word of God. It is the word of God you study. It is the word of God you know that you can use to face the devil when he comes. You need to be assured of one thing. As the Lord wants to lift you up, the enemy wants to make sure that you are not lifted up. But you will be lifted in Jesus' name. I said you will be lifted in Jesus' name. I said you will be lifted in Jesus' name. That testimony that God is giving unto you, it will be fulfilled and perfected in your life in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. From verse 34. 
Luke 1, 34. Then said Mary, I'm going to read from 34 to 37, so please be alert. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? What was she asking the angel? The angel said she was going to have a child. Not just a child, a son. She will call his name Jesus. And she looked at the angel and said, well, I don't doubt you because looking at you, you are not just an ordinary man. But how can I have a child when I know no man? What was the response of the angel? The angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. I want to say unto someone here today, the Holy Ghost will come upon thee. Amen. I said the Holy Ghost will come upon thee. Amen. I said the Holy Ghost will come upon thee. Amen. Why is that important? The Bible says you shall receive power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Don't change it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power. After what? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, in Samaria, in Judea. Unto the uttermost part of the earth. So the angel was saying unto Mary, the Holy Ghost shall do what? Come upon you. And the power of the highest shall overshadow you. In other words, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, the power of the highest does what? Overshadows thee. He says, therefore, the Holy One which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Now, one thing is important in that passage. Elizabeth is referred to as her who, who was called barren. The word of God to someone here in our midst today. Your barrenness is a thing of the past. I say your barrenness is a thing of the past. See, so when we start talking of barrenness, people instantly think of having a child. Yes, Elizabeth was going to have a child. But some, some, some people are financially barren. Some people are academically what? Barren. You remember the story of someone who, even when he did not write an exam, he got a result. And the result said what? He failed. That is academic barrenness. It had been programmed into his destiny that whatever this guy does, he will do what? He will fail. What, in whatever way failure has been targeted at you, open your mouth and say back to sender. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Academic barrenness. Financial barrenness. Some people are just what, you know, in the book of Psalm chapter 1, it says, whatsoever he doeth shall do what? Shall prosper. But some people, whatsoever they do, they, they lay their hands on, what happens to it? Even if it is prospering before, it begins to turn. There's a turnaround today. Amen. I said there's a turnaround today. Amen. I said there's a turnaround today. Amen. The Bible said concerning Elizabeth, this is the sixth month of her which was called barren. Because your heavens are open today, barrenness is terminated. Amen. Stagnation is terminated. Amen. Limitations are uprooted. Amen. The Bible says, every tree that my father has not planted shall be what? Shall be rooted out. And look at what this verse 37 says. He said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. 
that, your, that situation that you are looking at, that there's no way this can be. The Bible is saying it is already done. God has done it. If you will receive it. Are you going to receive it? Are you going to catch it? The God is telling you that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Those that have forgotten you that are supposed to help you, they begin to remember you today. Those who have made up their minds that they are your sworn enemies. Because your heavens are open and they can see it. They begin to change their minds today. Because my Bible tells me that when a man's ways pleases the Lord, what happens? He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Your season of peace has come. You know what Jesus Christ said in, is it John 14, 27? He said, peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Never let it be what? Disturbed. Your season of peace has come. Peace like a river. I say peace like a river. I say peace like a river. Because your heavens are open. And the open heavens is bringing in a new beginning. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. That's a great change since I'm born again. From today onwards, you will experience a great change. I want us to bow down. Let's bow down our heads. You are in the church today or you are watching online and you've not given your life to Christ. The open heaven.